0: This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. We are happy to have them on board. Aren't we, Robin? We are. I need <laughs> you help. You need it. You I need, need help. help. You do. So do I. It's okay. Oh, guys. <laughs> Welcome Hi. to If These Ovaries Could Talk. If These Ovaries Could Talk. They're talking. <laughs> uh, why am I repeating everything I, you say? Keep doing I'm, it. I'm Jamie. I'm Jamie. I'm Robin. <laughs> See what I did there? And we're your hosts. We're here to talk about
1: ovaries and babies and LGBTQ families.
0: And just all the things non-traditional. We got a big show today. We do. Oh my God. Sheila Cruz. Sheila Cruz has the coolest name. Right? I love that name. I wish I had a cool name like that. Sheila Cruz.
1: And she's from the Graham Foster Care Agency. And she's fun. And we (laughs) basically, this is, by the way, theme of season three, another person we stalked (laughs) because we met them at Brooklyn Pride, we met yeah. a, a representative from, from, and we were like, We need to talk to an agency about fostering because I, there's a lot of, you know, uh, questions from. I don't know, I had questions if the LGBTQs can foster. So. Right. We weren't even sure that it, that was a welcome thing. Yeah. So, um, so we got also, Sheila. Also,
0: I know nothing about fostering and it's an option for our families, right? So, yeah. Totally. You know. So let's get her in here and have her in. Let's get her questions. in here. We got so many. So many questions. So many questions. Sheila
1: Cruz.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hi sheila hi
3: hi everyone how are you today in this evening good oh. good it is so good to
0: have you here we should say how we met Oh, that you would be awesome! I'd like your to agency. know
3: that. Oh, at Graham, how you met? I would love to hear that.
0: Yeah, well, it was Brooklyn Pride. Brooklyn we Pride. had a booth at Brooklyn Pride, which was kind we had of a little it's makeshift still table. One of my favorite days. It Was a good day. It was a good day. We met a lot of people. Got some good guests there, and yeah, it was fun to be around all the
1: gays. We love the gays. Okay,
3: yeah. rainbow, nothing wrong with that. And someone nothing. from your agency
1: <laughs> came by and was talking about Foster because we had like all this parenting stuff up, and we were like. I, then after I was like, I was like, Jamie, I was like, did you get that lady's name? And I, she, I was like, she was like, we have her card, but there's no name we on it. We got the card. So no, then I just, sent this like very weirdly, like, I was I like, I took a picture of the yeah. card and I sent you the card. So I was like, there's no <laughs> name on this. So I had to send an email to just, just basically to info at Graham. Okay, like, great. And I was like, <laughs> there was this lady who stopped by our table. She talked about fostering could she be on our podcast? It was like <laughs> the weirdest, and that's what I got. But
0: this is how we get our guests. It really it's is. Not, really. It's like,
3: a great way because it's connecting. Right, connect, right. And, and that's exactly what we want to do. We want to connect with the individual I love in that.
1: Well, give us the elevator pitch of you and why you're here because I think we've just done a lot of talking, but no one has any idea where you're from or why you're here.
4: <laughs> okay. We're well, great hosts. Except that right. she's
1: like a ray of sunshine. She really
4: she is. And she walks Thank in the room. You. So it's nice I know nice you have such a nice have. smile. You're all lit up. I
0: know, up. Sheila, look oh. at she Oh, wait, please. So
3: let's see. Let's start with the first <laughs> floor in the elevator.
4: Okay. Sheila Cruz. <laughs> first floor in <of> the elevator. Yes.
3: <laughs> Ding. I, Ding. Am, I actually work at Graham. I am entering into my second year at Graham. Uh-huh. Graham is in a foster adoption agency here uh-huh. in New York City. We are always looking for people who would want to open up their hearts and their home to children in need and through fostering and adoption. But our goal is always at fostering.
1: Fostering.
3: Okay, mm-hmm. I was actually a foster parent with Graham Wyndham. Oh, and you were? were? Yes. And that's how I heard about Graham. Mm-hmm. Because I was looking to extend my own personal family. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to foster.
1: Did you already have some of your own kids and yes. then you opened up
3: to fostering? I had biological children as well. I also did fostering through another agency um, who were people who were adopting. Mm-hmm. And they had to wait. I will watch those babies until they actually went to an adoption oh. agency. So it was temporary, but I knew it was temporary because they was going into a home. It's just finalizing the paperwork. You just watch yeah. them. And from there, I wanted to do fostering. Cause I realize I like taking care of other people's children, oh. knowing that they will go back home if, you know, if it was if possible. It, yeah. If it was possible. Hopefully they will. So it's go like you're like home. a stopgap for someone who Correct. needs help. Right. And I think because of that, that is one of the reasons why ACS mm-hmm. and the state has realized that foster parents, you know, really like resource parents. Mm-hmm. So we have changed that acronym to resource parent. <laughs> Because what happens is if you say you're a resource parent, it helps you to be able to mentally and psychologically begin to disconnect just Mm -hmm. in case that permanent piece on your side may not work. Mm. So if I say you're being used we're looking to you as a resource parent, Mm -hmm. then your understanding is that this is fostering. Yeah. I am opening my heart and my home to a child. And perhaps it may not be a forever home. But I'm helping. Yeah. Mm,
1: that so, is a, an interesting
0: way of yeah.
3: looking at
1: it. Right. So, so doing, if you
0: go into it with that perspective in mind, maybe it's easier
3: right.
1: with
0: whatever particular outcome might come from it.
3: Correct. Because mm-hmm. we're always planning. Our mm-hmm. goal at our grand windows agency is permanency. However mm-hmm. that may look like. Mm-hmm. If that's called what we call reunification. Children going back home because their parents have done the services or the, whatever was required of them because of the removal of their children. Mm. However, at the same time, we're concurrent planning with the resource parent for an adoption if this is going to be the forever home and permanency home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're never just coming up with the idea of what are we going to do with children. We come in with a plan. Mm -hmm. We come in on both ends supporting everybody Mm -hmm. because our goal is to make sure this child knows that they do have a forever home.
0: Robin, I have a serious topic for a second. Okay. Seriously. Okay. Listen, we talk a lot about how hard parenting is. Yes, we do. And- We talk about therapy, right? (laughs) And it makes me wonder if life, stress, parenting, all of it ever gets in the way of your happiness. Well, the short answer is yes. (laughs) And you know, we're not shy about the fact that we have sponsors. We have them. But I have never been as excited as I am about offering what we, this sponsor is offering, Better help. It's basically online therapy.
1: Oh, I know. I love better help. It's just, I think it's such a fantastic idea. It's great. So when you go online and when you go to sign up, they get a snapshot of what's going on for you. Mm-hmm. And then they match you with a licensed professional therapist. And you can start chatting with somebody in like less than a day.
0: Yeah. And sometimes you need it to be that fast. Yeah. Like, if, And when I decide I want to do therapy, I want to do it now. Yes. Not yes. six weeks from now. <laughs> and it, listen, this isn't a crisis line. It's Mm-mm. not a self-help group. It is professional counseling that's done securely online. And as a mom, the online part obviously is is like the main thing I I don't have to take an hour commuting to therapy, wait in the lobby and then have therapy and
1: then take another hour mm-hmm. commuting. I don't have that time. I can't. No. So. And I just really appreciate that they have a ton of different counselors with all different types of expertise. So if you're in a small town, you might not have options like this available to you. That's true.
0: Another cool feature. Mm-hmm. You can log into your account at any time and send a message to your counselor anytime, mm-hmm. and you get a timely and thoughtful response, like quickly. That's know? great. But, but if you're not into that, you can also just schedule weekly
1: phone or video sessions, which yep. is what I did. And they're just they're they're committed to helping you find the right counselor. So if you start off with someone the vibes not right, you can just totally easily change counselors, and that's free. And I'm telling you, finding a therapist has always been the thing that keeps me from doing it. <laughs> I mean, so this is great, and their prices are actually cheaper than in office there. Love
0: that. So, and they have financial aid. Yes, that's huge. Yeah. So anyone out there who thinks maybe they could stand to talk to someone, just visit betterhelp.com OCT and join the over 500,000 people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced
1: professional. And guess what? To our listeners, Ovarice Talk fans, you get 10% off your first month if you visit betterhelp.com OCT. Do it. So you know, know you want do that. to. Everybody needs help. I mean, just a little and help. A little help. I ain't hurt nobody. Bye,
0: with a little help from my therapist. So tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into this. this Give oh. us your elevator pitch on mm-hmm. you. And you say you were fostering even before. So. Yes.
3: Well, my I did it for several years with Graham. Only agency I worked with, which is really awesome because I, my experience there was positive. Mm-hmm. Well, you work there now, so I would assume. Right. But I didn't work. That was over... Um, Ooh, now you're making me like elevator three <laughs> interruption. She wants me to give out almost my age. You don't have to my say any number. I'm 21 right now, so maybe 20
1: years ago. You were like the first people, the first person to start at 14 fostering <laughs> yes. at one. There, there you go. go.
3: There you
2: go. We're yeah, all 21. Yeah, they didn't have a
3: lot of rules back then. <laughs> <laughs> so I became a foster parent, and I fostered. I fostered children who needed help. Babies, young adults, and teens, LGBTQ. And the reason I fostered was because during that time I fostered was the crack epidemic was going on. Mm -hmm. Wow. And a lot of people. In New
1: York, imagine a lot of babies. A lot
3: of families and babies. But the older teens and the middle ages weren't being. Like now, we're always looking for people who want to take large sibling groups of teens. Mm -hmm. So I was able to take in some older youth and support them in their their transition, not just not having their regular family home, but just helping them like we would anybody with their development and yep. and, and find out who they are and how th- we all fit into this world.
0: How, where did you come to this? Because uh, it sounds like yeah. you started this. I know you're aging yourself, but it right. sounds like you started this young. Yes, you, so you were on a mission. Yeah.
3: Well, happens is my mom had babies young, mm-hmm, right? On mm-hmm. single mom, teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, and my grandmother comes from, my grandmother was, because she's past mm-hmm. LGBTQ. My grandmother, your grandmother identified was? as a lesbian. Oh, um, I'm sorry, your grandmother yeah.
0: passed. I like yes. to say that to anybody, but yeah. Um, yeah.
3: And she, not sorry, she was LGBTQ. LGBTQ. Not I'm at excited all. by that. <laughs> yeah. My exciting, grandma, But yeah. the time when she was LGBTQ, identified and lived her, her truth, she had to hide her truth. Yeah, I can imagine. And my godmother was her lover. I can't oh. say her wife, because yeah. unfortunately my grandmother had to do like a lot of other women. They had to pretend.
1: They pretend like they just to
3: needed to share an apartment. Have a, right, get someone, have a baby. They were besties. And now you can be who you are because now they can be held behind yeah. doors. Yeah. Wow. to the public, she had a son. So right. that... Nullified so that, yeah. all suspicion. Right, it was just like a
0: broken home. How could home I be gay? And, right. I have a son.
3: Right, but in my family, we all knew within hmm. the home.
0: Oh, but even when yeah. your grandma was your grandma, because
3: she was my grandma, I didn't know no different.
0: <laughs> right, but like, was she out? She wasn't even out then because no. she was older then, and like, yes,
3: no, you couldn't be out then. No, no even then, yeah. No, she was. She was doing the time when it was never spoken of, mm-hmm. and I have those t- people tend to not ever. Get there because it's just right. the way it was. She she was never, right. So therefore, she never got to live her truth. If she was alive. She'd be about 90 years old now. Right. So yes. she yeah. never lived her truth publicly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay.
0: There were rumors that my grandma was gay, too. Oh, she didn't God. have hair. She hung out with a biker, the biker chick crew. Oh, she yeah. fixed motorcycles. I
3: mean. And that's so <laughs> sad because that's anybody. you're good on my I have biological siblings of five. But I will have ten brothers. In addition to that, my mother took ten boys in from the oh. community oh. whose family threw them away because oh. they identified through I the see. LGBTQ community.
1: Your and mom did.
3: Yeah, she. Raised so
0: your mom 10. was a foster mom, but be just no, an un- un- honey. An, an no un- money, no money, just no money, just an to- off the books foster mom, and and she wasn't LGBT in any no. way, but she knew, but her, she knew mom her mom was,
3: was. right. And uh, my, I have biological brothers who, unfortunately, have passed away, I'm and they were from the LGBTQ community as well. Oh. Yeah, so it's so you're and,
1: deeply rooted in in our community and right. in fostering. Yes. you are or resource
3: community. homing. Yeah, well, we, doesn't feel yeah, quite right. Right? No, it's it's a foster home. Yeah. So we're, we're we're going with what is going to help foster parents feel more comfortable and understand their role. Because mm-hmm. when you say foster yep. parent, that means I'm a parent of someone. That means there's certain rights that's entitled to a parent that someone else doesn't get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in fostering, that's not true. Yeah, In fostering, there are certain skills and training you'll learn. Because you cannot raise a foster child like your own child right. yeah. because they are not your child. Mm-hmm. That's why we want to now use the word resource parent. Yeah. So now you understand you have some authority in a sense of what a parent may do, nurturing, feeding, clothing, making sure their education is met, their, their physical, their medical, but... You may not always be able to do anything that another parent might be right. able to sure. do. Like just pick them up and take them to California. Mm-hmm. Right. Or even just to go to Secaucus, New Jersey. Right. You got to get permission.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's to help the foster parents with whatever transitions might happen in the future for them.
3: Correct. It's That's like a mental, mental
0: state. It's a mental thing, right? It
3: really is. It's and also it,
0: kind of like you're like auntie. Like you're mm-hmm. not mom. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. going to talk to m-
3: well you're still Yes, you, you still gotta up. talk to Graham and in reference to some of the things that you may want to do with the right. child, right? Yeah, your auntie. Yeah, right? you're, not, right.
1: just you're, not, you're right. not just going to Europe for a vacation. You're not you and, right. and I don't mean to be Right, glad.
3: but you can but you but, but you could but. go on vacation, right? Right, and it's case by case. Mm-hmm. Sure. Because we have what we do a training called reasonable and prudent parenting for our foster parents. Because when I was a foster parent, you could not allow children to go on vacation or maybe even ride a bicycle. Why? Whoa. Safety concern. You don't want the children to get hurt. Now sure. children this can is ride even a bi- while ago. Yeah. Now children can ride bicycles mm. and go on family trips and do sleepaway camp. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's you- nice. Right. But it would be case by case. And the reason I say that is because some children may have special needs or circumstances yeah, yeah. that that may not be reasonable, just like if it was your own child. Sure. Mm-hmm. You may have, biologically, you may have a child that you know that you can give one the keys, but the other one you know not to give them the keys. <laughs> I do. Right? I, my youngest gets <laughs> the keys the, like the oldest get the keys. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Exactly. But yet they're
3: age-appropriate, yes. but mm, yeah. no. cognitive and developmentally, no. He's 14 or she's 15, but they're not getting the keys to my yeah, house. exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. So in that sense, <laughs> so as a resource parent, you learn a lot. Yeah. And the training comes in and we show you and we help you and we support you on being able to negotiate. Because a lot of times resource parents sometimes already had children. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes it's very hard to tell someone, well, this is what you're going to do. But, oh, no, that don't work. I have yeah. five babies. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Right? Right. And then we remind them, I understand that. And that was great that you have five. <laughs> and it was great <laughs> that you did that. But right now that would not work. But we're <laughs> going to give you some other discipline techniques, mm, right? Right. Because we also we remind them a lot of times when we did things, it was really punishment. It mm-hmm. was never about discipline. Yeah. And so then they learn through the MAP training. That's the model opposed to partnership and parenting that we give to our resource parents. Mm-hmm. They learn. Wow. You know, I can discipline in a way because we're going to change behavior, but never change the child. Right. So we don't want to change children, and that even comes to their sexuality. We don't want to change children, how right. children see themselves and how children identify. We work with them according to who they really are. This is just who I am, and it has nothing to do with. This is not what society says, or this is not what we want you to do. We want you to do this different mm. to in order to fit in. That's the way it used to be, right? Yeah, Where right. People's, sure. Like left-handed thinking. kids, right-handed. Right. So we really support our our youth that come into care at no matter what age and how they see themselves and how they want to be identified, how they want to express themselves. And we just support. Mm-hmm. Our our goal is to support every child that walks through the door.
0: And it sounds like you give the foster parents like a
1: roadmap I, I had when I first called uh, Anne and from Graham and and talked to you. I was under the misconception that LGBTQ people wouldn't qualified to be mm. foster oh, homes
3: Yeah. so can
1: it, you talk a little bit about that because i i think that's a very pervasive a good question i think it because is, of regular adoption we've been told by so many people that you have to lie about, about your a partnership. foreign country yeah and you mm-hmm. have to you have to adopt as a single person so i just made that mental leap it would be the same for fostering so wow. that's
3: not the case no it's not in order to be a foster parent you don't have to have any skills and there's no <laughs> um Sexuality questionnaires or anything mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> is that family? everywhere or just that's Graham? Every- no, that's Graham and everywhere. Why? Wow. Because family makeup right. is just family. Right. And family is made up of people who love each other. Family can be LGBTQ. Family can be black and white. Family can be siblings, raising siblings. Yeah. So family has no no boundaries. Graham has what we call inclusion. We want everyone to be involved. We want everyone to open. Why? Because when we open the door, then everybody has a voice and then we learn so much from one another. We have at Graham what we call pillars. Our pillars are, are to thrive, respect, grow, and lead. Mm-hmm. Those are what we, we, we cherish. That's what you're looking for. Right. And so when you come to be a foster parent, we want single dads, single moms, we have grandmoms, we have empty nesters, uh-huh. we have LGBTQ, we have heterosexual, we have it's more
1: about who makes a good home. Right. Yeah. It's we just
3: have people who just live together. We yeah. have young people who are just 21 and 22 because you have to be 21 right. of age and have your own apartment and you're named mm-hmm. in order to foster, right? Mm-hmm. Or at least on the lead on the, on the lease. Requirements. Any and everybody's welcome. It's so cram, refreshing. It's refreshing.
0: It really is. I don't know yes. why you saying that obviously yeah. makes so much sense because nobody chooses the family they're born no, into. But I'm so so
1: surprised by this, and I no, don't know, I know why. why. No, yeah, I don't know even why. Even hearing either.
0: even hearing you say this, though, it's, my mind was like, of course, and my heart just opened up.
1: Yeah, just
0: because. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, maybe I think what
3: happens is sometimes we have so many barriers, right? The LGBTQ and it has gone through a lot of barriers. Sure. Mm -hmm. Had to do things that everyone else shouldn't have to do just to fit in or to be right. Mm -hmm. And it's just as me as an African American woman, right? Right. My family had to go through so many barriers just to to live in certain neighborhoods or to go to certain schools to be accepted based on the color of my skin. Mm -hmm. So we understand that some religions and some ethnic groups have also right cuz it's right. not just a black lgbtq's i think everybody if they're honest can see that history has some prejudice or barriers against people. Sure. Right. And because they come into play, then you think, then my world is only narrowed to a certain position. Right. And I believe maybe that's what's happened with the LGBTQ when it comes to fostering. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think that's usually just heterosexual like families that we're really going to take.
0: It's refreshing to hear that the foster agency has opened up. Yes. To all walks of families,
3: oh, right?
0: Okay. My wife and I, we've always talked about maybe someday fostering. Yeah, she. got to get on this one's list because
3: she's okay. she's your next. No,
0: no, one. no, we're not ready. <laughs> yeah, not ready. Yet. <laughs> and you know, and
3: that is one of the skills that we teach you. The first skills, because we go through twelve skills. And the number one skill is to know your family. Right. Because Mm -hmm. if you don't know your family, you should not be a foster parent. Right. Because you got to know everybody from the baby on up Mm. because everyone's world changes. Yeah, Foster children's lives have already changed, and Graham recognized that. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to make sure that whoever comes on as a resource parent knows that's the first number one skill. Know your family, so it's that's important.
0: the thing. The problem is, I'm afraid to say it because we're like, Oh, yeah, we'll, we, we would love to foster an older, you know, like mm. a young teenager, you know, and help them out. Like, it's so idyllic, and you, th- I don't want it to right. seem like, Oh, I want to come in and change this child's life, and
3: you won't. And, and that's what we t- we train you here at Graham as well. Because what happens love is the this. children, yeah, are going to reject you, uh, yeah, 90% of the time, exactly, because uh-huh. you're not. You're a stranger. Right. Yeah. And, and we, it's so hard and they for know, them. And they know it's temporary. Well, a lot of times. And sometimes. But also, if it counts on the age, mm-hmm. they yeah. don't know why. They're mm-hmm. just told. Yeah. Get some stuff and leave. Oh. So, I know. And you hear these stories hard.
0: about them having to put all their stuff into a paper bag or a plastic
3: bag right. to take
0: it to their new home.
3: Right. When they're removed mm. from their home because of circumstances, yeah. right? That they don't have any control over. That may be the case that their their belongings may go into a bag, as mm-hmm. what you just stated. However, when they come to Graham, we make sure every child has a suitcase. That's we awesome. make sure a child has that's a, like a suitcase.
1: <laughs> I know
0: those are you don't simple do that.
1: things
3: It's that, simple but that
1: are nice. Right.
0: But but it makes a huge yes. difference in their yeah, And that's cry. why
3: when you become a foster parent, you must already have ready the room. You right. must have employment. Yes. Because there's going to be Accumulate some expenses. And so, therefore, there's certain things we require that your home would already have. Yeah. Because we want the children to walk into something that looks like a home. A home. Like For they're them. welcome. Right. They're welcome. And they still may not appreciate it because it's not their home. Mm-hmm. I yeah. don't care if you have the best bed or the best dresser. You have a closet full of clothes. Doesn't you matter. You are not the person that they were living with. Yeah. Hmm? And so, we train you at Graham. We also have at... um. What we call our, I work for the um, Recruitment, Development, and Support RDS department. And so we have support for you when you come in as a foster parent. So when you decide to be a foster parent, right? Yeah, Maybe a year six from now. From now, well, <laughs> you oh, look oh look, she, she
0: does have six, six months. months from now. That's Go gonna be she a while. Out. It's gonna be. We need Wait. a much. But yeah. We need a bedroom. We don't have a bed. We don't even barely have a bedroom for our kids. So oh, it's gonna be. <laughs> okay.
3: But you could, we could always six
1: months from now. Though. Yeah, six months. <laughs> she from she's gonna now. let's let's put that in the universe. Yes. Yes. It is no. It See, is. See am opening up Jamie's home, but not my home. I know. Look at you. I can you. handle She's coming over. She
3: was coming over because I'll let you. Recruit or because at Graham, <laughs> what we do is we if you um we if you become a foster parent and you recruit someone oh. and they get their first placement, you get two hundred dollars. Oh, bonus so, money! Whoa. Yes, yes, because we'll split that two hundred, Jamie.
1: Because <laughs>
0: we
3: feel if you we'll are put it right a in the great, podcast if you become that foster parent, right? Yes, that means you met a lot of the requirements, you went through it, sure, and we we're having a working relationship, right? Then. Like-minded people are yep. going to be some similar to your personality, similar to your 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 values and your belief system. So we want you to to tell your friends about it. right. So and that, that makes sense. We,
0: I get that. In, yeah that in
3: the recruitment process, we do what we call a pre-screening. So we do ask you certain questions, like, do you have any mental health issues or safety concerns in your home? Mm. Have you had a felony? And then once you get through the pre-screening, then you come in. And it's a lot of documents and paperwork that we ask. And then you go through what we call MAP, the Model Post of Partnership and Parenting, a five-week training session. Mm. And then you get a home study. And then after that, if the home study goes through and every, all the paperwork is in. Your home is ready to be open and you'll become that resource parent that's going to get a phone call. Mm-hmm. And then that's when the real test comes. Because <laughs> right? it's fun. Like you said, it's the ideal is there, right. no. and all the things I said I wouldn't do or I wouldn't say. Mm-hmm. And then it all
1: comes out of your mouth. Yes.
3: So you're always being trained throughout. Mm-hmm. You even get therapeutic training. Hmm. You get That's LGBTQ nice. training. Mm-hmm. You'll get trained how to de- deal with different um, discipline techniques.
1: What's specific about the LGBTQ training?
3: Mainly because um, a lot of f- resource parents based on generation. Mm-hmm may have different beliefs and value systems okay we want them to make sure that their understanding of the children is coming into our home into their home so we teach them language oh so you're saying it's
1: and- not training lgbtq parents it's
3: LGBTQ right. training Jane to Paul. Okay so and now it's the population inclusive,
0: inclusive. Okay. right
1: inclusive I misunderstood all. that yeah, after okay. the
0: pre screening when you mm-hmm. learn about a certain person or couple or whoever who wants to foster right would you then and they make it through screening and you know they're ready right. to have their open uh, their home open would it be possible that this family who might have religious beliefs that don't believe that LGBTQ persons are that way from birth, or what you know, whatever their right. really, belief. Would it be possible that these that that a a gay child would be placed with a family that didn't believe in gay?
3: No, because before you come into the map training, you must be in a home of everyone. Oh, so I have like, that conversation. I have the conversation. I am the only recruiter at Grand Wyndham, and my supervisor, Anne, the one you met, mm-hmm. she supports me and she works. So it's between the both of us. Oh. So you, I have deep discussions.
0: You do? And I have,
3: under, and it's to hard. understand. That's hard. It is very hard, but have an understanding. We're not asking anyone to change, right? But, but you tell you, me you, where yeah. you stand. Yeah. Right. Like, tell me now, are you okay with this? Can right. you be okay with and this? And I remind them a lot of times it's just your own discomfort. Mm-hmm. We realize that people have to under takes time for change. Something they don't know. So they don't know. And so it's a, a understanding why such a defense. Yeah. Mm. Is it something internal, the internal battle, but has nothing to do with the youth in front of you? Yeah,
1: right. That
3: has really nothing to do with it. I always say it's it took us reflection. years to get comfortable with it. We
1: have to expect other people. It takes time for them to get comfortable. Correct. Too. But and then, that's no. what
3: we do. And that's why we have the training. We have the support. We, we, we work, right? Because we never want to place a child in anyone's home who's not going to feel comfortable with who they are. That's just their color. It would be awful. That would be awful. It's because of the the way they dress. Right. It has... Or because they're LGBTQ. Anything. Right. It could be anything. We don't allow you to make children go to church. Mm-hmm. If that's what you do, that's fine. But you will find other things for the children to do while you attend service. Right? Love that. Because so, we don't want, and if someone's- You don't want them to fake, be indoctrinated right. into so therefore, their family. If I'm a Muslim and you're Christian, I'll go to my mosque, you'll go to your church. Right. Mm-hmm. And the foster parent and the resource parents understand that. Yeah, and they make those accommodations. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing. If I have a youth in my home, and they and I allow dating, and I have another youth in other LGBTQ community, they're allowed to date too. Right. Yeah, you right. cannot distinct separate mm-hmm. if right. you're allowing couples to have their partners come over to visit. Right. LGBTQ is allowed to have their couple come over and visit. You can't have two sets of rules. Right. It must be all inclusive for everyone. Now, if your home is set up where you as the resource parent does not want company over, and it's reasonable why you don't want company, and it's the house rule for everybody. Right. You know, and long as we see that, then that's called consistency. Right. But long That makes sense. I
1: get that. Yeah. Is fostering a path to adoption should anyone think of it like that or is that a mistake
3: like does that ever happen i'm not going to say it's a mistake to think that you can use it as a path to adoption i just don't want when i recruit and the way graham expresses it to foster parents potential ones that walk in the door if that is your sole goal Mm. then no that's not for you it's fostering is not the way to go because if that's your only goal then you are going to be depressed, disappointed, and I imagine, disappointed right? because most children, especially if you're looking at a baby, are going to find a relate a relative, mm. which we call kinship fostering, uh, or that parent is going to do what they need to do to have their baby placed.
1: I never even thought of the relative a relative right. coming back. So, like a grandmother
3: or yes. an uncle could
1: come back. Mm. Well,
0: we talked to a couple who are like angels on earth. They live in Texas, and okay. they have fostered seven or eight, so many children more since then, but they told us, you know, they learned early on that you can't expect to adopt every child. And if you are soft hearted with this, then fostering is not for you either because they've had to give at least a baby back. Uh, They nursed
1: one baby back who who, who was a shaken shaken baby baby syndrome syndrome. and they, and the the baby had all kinds of stuff and they nursed the kid back. And then the father came back. But grandma,
0: grandma, came back yeah. too and was yes. very involved.
1: Right. kinship. Yeah. yeah, so,
0: and they were happy to give, and they're still in contact. But it was contact. still hard for them, though. Right. Um, but it was, it's very hard. So. And
3: we at Graham recognize that. Right. And so what we do is we have coaches mm. and foster parents who have gone through what we call the grieving process mm-hmm. because it's called separation and loss. I can't imagine, sure. yeah. So what we do is we meet you at that point of your need, however mm. you deal with separation and loss, because everyone grieves different. Yes. So as a resource parent, we realized the coaches will know this family was attached. Now they're gonna have a conversation with you. They're gonna cry with you. If that's what you want. They'll hug Aww. you if that's what you want. That's if hilarious. you want tea, that's what you get. So another, you know what I mean? That's How every, about wine? Can well, we get wine? Yeah, well, I'm not gonna say on air if they would do that because I would not. know. Well, um, so she's like,
1: no. no, but shaking her head, yes, <laughs> no. no, I'm not. Uh, no, she is not. No, was, she is not. I was doing no, that. I got not. my
3: eyeballs in the air, like yeah. I'm not going there. No, but because what happens is. We recognize just like a bio parent and this is when sometimes the resource parents recognize now why the bio parents may act the way they do mm-hmm. and respond to you because they see their child for two hours yeah or maybe six hours a total of a week and they look at you side eye mm-hmm. because they're going through the separation and loss continuously yeah so now I you can't go through, imagine. right so right. now you go through it and we're going to work you through that because right. especially if you felt this might have been something that might have permanent for you, mm-hmm. we're going to be there for you. We're going to support you. Grandma's not going to leave you alone. We're go- but we're going to allow you to dictate how much of that support you want. Because some people can bounce back quick yeah. and other people need time. Now, I did it. I was called the foster boarding home. Right. Mm-hmm. That means no adoption. Mm-hmm. But I had children who was very attached to every child who was leaving my home. Yeah. Oh, oh I can't imagine. And yes. so Because they would say, "Oh, the rights are being terminated, Miss Sheila. You want them? <laughs> oh no. When you want me to come pack their bags and have them ready for you, and I meant that in a loving way, yeah. right? Because yeah. I knew my heart. My heart was just really to support, and I really worked with the bio parents. I mm. wanted them to get their children back. Yeah. So that was my own personal goal." But however, because it didn't happen, the adoptive resource parent will allow my children to visit the children.
0: Oh, that's nice. And it nice. was very
3: nice because it was for them to be able to separate. Oh yeah.
0: yeah. And that doesn't
3: always happen, but for me it did. It it, it that's really so worked nice. well. And I remember that like the third child and it was time. And I said, you have ready to go? No, we're fine, mom. We're fine. You know? So they like, <laughs> so in other words, they had gotten to the routine. This is someone that's coming and they're not staying forever. Yeah. And it was getting used. And I thought it was a good life lesson because it taught my children that no one is always going to be with you forever. But when you are with them, you make the most of
1: it. But you also so they- taught them to support someone in yes. need. Yes. I mean, that's a, Tremendous mm. lesson.
0: Uh,
1: you're an angel. Which we need Graham. I think we need you. Graham, we need all we need, you, angels. you guys think that you would foster Jamie and I <laughs> as as people <laughs> for our podcast and our business? Like we, like I want a support coach. Yeah, I want to be able to call in and cry because yes. we have deadlines that we're missing.
3: Yeah, you get a lot of support. <laughs> Graham has this, the coaches, and we also have on um, what we call hub homes,
5: mm-hmm.
3: um, and that's ah. for foster parents. Um, it's where the, the resource parents will host in their home or in their community center based on however you want that to look like. Uh-huh. So we have an LGBTQ hub home. We have a Caribbean and a men's couple. Uh-huh. And they all get together with the foster children. And they, it's like a well, you create yeah, like 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 a, a home whole village.
0: umbrella family. Yes.
3: And the beauty of that is only ones that will come to that place, however you set it up or go to the park or however you want to have your events would be the coach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's an opportunity for all the foster parents and the children to get together. Now the children around are the children who are Similar. in these resource homes. Yeah. And they don't have to worry about nobody. Is that your mommy? But she right. don't look yeah, like you is right. that your daddy yeah, but right. look like you. Why you why did why you, you just move here and yeah. who are you? So and- now none of that is there. So it gives everyone a chance to really just feel regular, whatever that may look like, right? But it gives them that sense of community, sense of home. Mm -hmm. And you may have someone who's been a resource parent for five years, 20 years, two years, or two weeks. Mm -hmm. So now you can glean more for each other. You can support one another.
1: Yeah, that's creating a community.
3: Then we offer monthly meetings for the resource parents at the agency at Graham. Mm -hmm. You come and you meet once a month and you have discussions, and you have they have topics. Then there's quarterly meetings. When you meet with Jesse, who is the CEO of Graham, mm-hmm. and he's there, and the directors and case planners, the whole team comes. And that's when we call the roundtable, and you're able to vent. You're able to share the strengths of Graham and the, and the needs of Graham. Mm, so much support. And because the... Jesse's there, and the directors and the VPs—they're able to hear your your concerns, like on the ground. Yes, yeah, and they take heart and they begin to move, mm-hmm. and they make sure that whatever you're bringing to the table will be addressed and and, and met. And I can say that because when I was a foster parent at Grandma, there was no hub homes, there was no coaches. So they have evolved. They realized, wow, um, when I was a foster parent. It was like, how do I get this person and where do I go? I don't know. And that case planner maybe had 15 other cases, and yeah. so she couldn't get to me. Now they realize that, and you will lose people yeah, because you can get frustrated. yeah. So Graham said, look, let's get support. Let's get coaches in. Let's make teams and let foster parents also support one another because you'll make the best solution, base." than anybody because you're living it. Mm -hmm. You know what works and doesn't work or what needs to be tweaked or what needs to be a little bit more supported. Right, because you're in it. Right. Yeah, Yeah. So you bring that to the table. But I always encourage the resource parents, when you bring anything to a table, always bring a strength yeah, yeah. Oh. you know always start with the strength. positive right it's a strength because it's not not even so much as a as a positive or a negative mm-hmm. it's just a strength in a need because mm-hmm. a need is is a good strength it just needs to be worked on right sure. yeah. you're building that muscle up it's a need because I could be a great listener but maybe not know how to communicate right. as well. So sure. it's just my knee. It's yeah. not that it's my weakness because it's not. It's I don't think nobody has weaknesses. I think everybody is powerful. Jamie and I have some weaknesses. No, Wait, you I just picked
0: no. up on my... I feel <laughs> like you're she's powerful. like channeling me. Yeah. She just picked up yeah. on my weakness. I'm a really good listener. I'm not good at communicating. It's like perfect.
1: Yeah, you
3: okay. <laughs> <Yeah. Well>,
1: Your <laughs> strength and your need. Yeah. Yeah, yeah your weakness. We, we, and, and and You're very and, intuitive. Thank you. I mean, it's
0: nice to hear that it's a truly evolving agency yeah. yes. and your mission is to evolve. I have a question. Yes. Are there communities who are underrepresented in the foster world? Like, are there parents that you wish you had more of?
3: Yes. There's always underrepresentation of, mm-hmm. of the resource parents.
1: Across the board.
3: Resource Across, parents. Yes. yes. Across the board. Really? Always looking for economics, right? Mm-hmm. Because the more... Diverse of a resource parent is and and involved, mm-hmm. the more you're going to be able to bring to this youth
2: right. that comes into your sure. home. So,
0: would you say you have less of a higher economic and like what is the stick? Well, it's in, and is so that?
3: I I know what you I know, but at the same time, I don't want to say that's the case because right. I have so many influent mm-hmm. false resource parents. We do it, Graham. We have millionaires. That will foster parents. We so, have you, you so know. you have the kids. Right, gamut. So it's, go, right. It's, it's across the board for us, to be honest. You know,
0: because like yeah. my wife and I, we're like middle income right. to
2: lower. <laughs> right, so that's New what I'm York saying. city <laughs> standards. Well, based, you know, on, so.
3: based on what's going on down,
0: no
6: one is middle <laughs> no yeah. longer. Right, okay. exactly. We're like down, just, you know.
2: You're uh, there. Poor
6: there. people and Jeff Bezos. <laughs> it is there.
3: But, <laughs> that's, but that's my question. And so we have. The economic is really across the board mm-hmm. with us. Um, good. Ethnicity speaking, it's across the board. It is. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's good. That's yeah. nice to hear. Right. So we have our LGBTQ foster parents. That's also resource.
0: wonderful to hear. We
3: have men, who are just plain men. Who just are single, men. Right, men. Yeah. Just single men. Like the other day, a gentleman came in and he was like, um, I want to be a foster parent. But does it sound weird I want to do that? I said, why? Mm-hmm. I said, do you have a heart? <laughs> oh, look do you have you. love mm-hmm. he's like yeah i said you have income <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> And a house. Have a, right <laughs> you have a separate bedroom right, right? Mm-hmm. you know so i said then you could be a foster parent well,
1: well that's thank good. you so much and we're gonna like this put you on the so good yeah amazing okay. i hope that this opens up uh for some people another path to parenting uh, Oh, i, I hope I, you get calls and emails
3: i would love to get some emails and calls yeah. Only because now that the LGBTQ community knows that you can foster, yes, don't think. Just call Sheila. Right. Don't <laughs> think anything. When you walk in the door, you're just another human being yeah. who is willing to open their heart and their home to children in need. Mm. And Graham is open to accepting you because that's what you want. We're here for the children. And we are ready to roll our sleeves up and work together as a team and meet the needs of the children. Amazing.
0: Well, thank I mean, you I so have much. friends who I think would be great that I'm
3: hoping are going to listen to this. So.
1: Yes, y'all got your ears open. <laughs> we got people. We got, yes. We're sending people your way. We're, yes. we're, we're all
3: putting that in. And I have universe. no, I only have two floors in my elevator. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: thank you so much. We have a new addition to our elevator pitch. Floors. Yes. Floors. Oh, this <laughs> is Thank good. you so much. <laughs> Ding. <laughs>
2: Oh, oh she- Sheila! Oh Sheila!
0: Oh, she- oh, I'm like singing <laughs> all day. Don't do that. We can't. We can't afford the license. I didn't fees. finish it. I didn't okay. finish it. Doesn't matter. It's in people's heads, but I didn't even have to finish it, oh, so we she- don't. No, no, you to just, my head did now. Now, you just did it. Now you just did it. Oh
1: God! Oh. Well, that Please was great. Please don't
0: send it to the music people. Yeah. <laughs> the music
1: people, as if there's like one dude who's like <laughs> clearance issue aisle seven. <laughs> Oh my god, she was great. Um, that was such a good. That's just so helpful, informative. Yeah, mm-hmm. nice to know that this is a path mm-hmm. that's out there. It exists, and in, in their support. Yeah, and she was so down to earth. and I know, welcoming. I know Sheila wanted to stay and have drinks with us after. We couldn't do it though. I we know. had we had work to do. Mm. Unfortunately, sorry Sheila. We always like to have Next drinks. Next
0: time, yeah. Okay, well, uh, should we
1: get to Tiff and Carissa's segment this
0: week? Yes, we have an update with Tiff and Carissa, and it's a little bit mind-blowing, not going to (laughs) lie. Leave that ditty. Tiff and Carissa are having
4: a baby. All right, so updates on our continued efforts, (laughs) we'll say. We have found a slightly different... Route. Slash very different route, yes. To um, <laughs> getting the donor samples that we need, um, uh-huh. at the not cryo bank price that we definitely do not need to continue to, to continue to pay. Yeah. Um, we love the donor we found, um, but it's it's really just not feasible for us right now to continue paying that amount of money yeah for something like sperm <laughs> so i was invited to this weird uh,
2: midwestern chapter of donor illuminati i'm calling it like this weird Tender for donors, finding donors, donor tender. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's this space that kind of pairs um, donors who want to give anonymously free of charge mm-hmm. um, to folks who are trying to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Uh, with people who are trying to get pregnant. So mm-hmm. we found a person that like, got paired with a person um, and went to meet up with him and yeah. we had this very
4: awkward uh, It was almost like an interview uh, Yeah, and we thought we were interviewing him he was, and then it yeah. turns out he was also interviewing us. <laughs> he was definitely interviewing us. <laughs> apparently, which he told us at the end, he says no to more people than he says yes to. Yeah. Because he he to quote him said he doesn't want to contribute to an already bad situation. And he's kind of nerdy too and mm-hmm. awkward and we just got like all together a a good vibe from mm-hmm. the situation. I mean, obviously, it's, it's awkward. And yeah. even he, like, started the quote-unquote meeting with... Yeah. So this is always awkward. We just have to push through the awkward For sure, for Which sure. we did. Yeah. So Tiffany took the, like, let me suss out the character of this person, mm-hmm. which yeah. I was doing a little bit of, too. But I was definitely, like, trying to rack my brain for all of the questions that for sure. you're supposed to ask these people.
2: But also, he was very... Honest and very knowledgeable, like he was definitely mm-hmm. schooling us on kind of how the law works here with yeah. regard to um, situations like the one we all were entering into in that mm-hmm. moment, um, and kind of helping us understand like how contracts work and how they can be used against us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so altogether so, yeah.
4: like a positive experience, and I'm yeah. pretty sure that we're gonna. We're gonna arrange so that the next yeah. time Tiffany's ovulating, we're For sure. we're gonna attempt it.
0: Holy, oh, oh my goodness! Holy freaking crap! Holy
1: shit! Did not see that coming. Okay, so these are the things that stuck with me. A, they switched to a white donor.
0: I thought he was. I thought they had already chosen. They no, didn't a white No, donor? the first
1: owner was, I uh, think, uh, person of color, I believe. I, we've already forgotten. It's been
0: an episode I know, before, it, cause but. Because
1: really, it doesn't matter in the long run.
0: Really? No, of course right, not. Right. This, this has been established. Yeah, but that but was a big decision it's a thing big decision. for them. Yeah.
1: And also, that dude had like a lot of control and opinions, and like I'm like a little nerve. I'm like nervous for them. It's, I understand what you're saying. It's like they they're not millennials, are they millennials?
0: What are they Gen, yeah, gen they, Zers? No, they're they're millennials. It's like the well, it's like the be. new millennial gay way. Like I have, n- I I never thought in a million years something like this could
1: happen. No, they're tr- they're trusting an app.
0: It's amazing. I don't know. Like part of me is like, wow, get I know, on I just, with like, your bad self. Like, like great. Right? and I, I just I'm such a suspicious person that Me I'm like too.
1: why is he doing this why is he doing it and also like why does he get to pick like I want to just like buy this shit online I don't I just like I'm so this just is my personal I'm so uncomfortable and, and like nervous about these well, kinds of he non-legally had, binding situations I think he had a lot
0: of advice because I, I think like my thought was that he doesn't want to have to do this too many times so well, he's like well do it this way so because I know the right way and then we don't have to continue jizzing but what if he's been Ew. doing that Ew. Ew.
1: Well, what if he's doing it for a lot of people, well, we had to just trust this guy, and well, the, they're the ones vetting the sperm him. Sperm banks, like, yeah, but there's the professionals difference? vetting them. Like sure. Lisa in our episode last week said that they have now implemented psychological now, testing to not see if they're we lying. Went through it, I mean, I, but you know, at least there was like a lot of pros. and That's what they did for a living. There has to be
0: like a level of trust involved in all of these. Yeah. Oh, sure. Choices. We yeah. Make, absolutely. Right? Um. So I. It's a new way. It's a new door to go through. And I wish them all the luck and good. I'm, I'm literally, literally biting, biting my nails world. for them. I'm so I'm like so excited. They're very but,
1: excited. I know. So that's good. And They're
0: so hopeful. I love like that's I like love their It's
1: taking us back, right? Like it, it's taking really you back is. to this, those days. This whole series with them is taking me back. Mm-hmm. But making mm-hmm. me nervous. And also and I, hopefulness. I know. I just and like the part of me that's a to-do lister. I just want them to get pregnant right away. I know. Like, I just, I'm well, like, I'm yeah. like please just let them get a baby. Cause it's just like, it's, I feel like I am invested in their, in their stress level. <laughs> and I just have enough stress. Oh, you're poor kids. What are, what are you know, going to do? I'm ruining them right now. <laughs> we all Okay. Are. Well, as always, Tiff and
0: Krista, don't ever leave us because we have to hear oh, how this ends. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy for them though. They found somebody, they're happy about yeah, it. Let them get the baby. Then I'll be happy. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to oh, go great. Jesus Christmas. It's fun. Yeah. We... Got a really cool clip from a listener that we want you guys to hear. This her name is Jessica, and a she loves us. So She's, that means we love her. Yeah,
1: duh. <laughs> all you have to do is that's say you love thing. us. It's called my childhood. If you loved me, I was like, all right then. Yeah, me too. that's how I am now. Still I know. okay, except our wives. We, we picked them specially <laughs> Okay. We, you we had to say that. that i did you we had to fixed say that, that. shit it was
0: coming out bad <laughs> okay so a she loves us right. which we love too and b she has a little bit of legal advice for people but it's also like her story yeah yeah so um, and take a listen
5: Hi, this is Jessica Shobin from Austin, Texas. Here is my family's elevator pitch because hashtag superfan. My wife, Bridget, and I got married five years ago. And last year in September, I gave birth to our son, Diego. I am Mexican and she is white. So we decided to go with a white donor to hopefully have some resemblance of her and our baby. While I was pregnant, we met with a family lawyer who is a lesbian herself, and she She told us that Bridget didn't need to file for second-parent adoption of Diego. She had found another way to protect the second-parent rights as the intended parent before he was even born. We filed for a parental adjudication and went before a Travis County judge to swear that Bridget was the intended second parent of Diego, that we plan to share all parenting responsibilities and that he is as much hers as he is mine. This is something our lawyer was able to do with her own wife and children because her wife carried and she wanted to make sure she was also recognized as the second parent to her kids. I'm not sure if this is something that anybody can do in any state, but at least here in Texas, this is something that has given us peace of mind. Um, I was a little worried moving here and giving birth to children in such a um, conservative state, but Austin has proven to be quite progressive, and I am so glad that we found this um, loophole, if you will. So we didn't have to file for a second parent adoption and Bridget would be recognized as much as a parent to Diego as I am. Thank you so much for all that you guys are doing. We love listening to your podcast and thank you so much.
1: My God, I love Jessica. Me too. And I love this, but this, I do have to say though, that hearing when I got that clip, we I brought it to Jamie and we were like, um, uh, well, let's just check in with our legal guru because you know so many people talk about second parent adoption as the only route to parental rights and I just wanted to make sure you know that we're not putting stuff out in the world. Right. Well, we don't want to give give you guys advice about something we really yeah. we know nothing
0: and about. That's basically everything. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we do that way too much. So we we're do. trying to like cover our bases,
1: and <laughs> cover our make asses. sure we're not screwing things CYA. up here. But so, and it worked for Jessica.
4: It's so, true. So, it know. did. No,
1: absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so what we did is we reached out to our friend Brian Esser, law offices of Brian Esser. He was also a guest on season, uh, one. season one. Go back Check and listen to him. Mm-hmm. He's got he's a lot our of good advice. Go to legal genius for the LGBTQs. Mm-hmm. So let's hear. Let's hear. He's Brian's. also
0: doing my second parent adoption.
1: Yes, Brian. Yes, Brian. Well, well, let's let's see what
0: he
6: has hey, to say Bobby, about Jamie, just advice. Thank device. you for forwarding this really great listener question. Your listener is correct that some states provide alternate means for obtaining a court order confirming the parentage of the non-bio parent. Mm-hmm. I can't speak to the availability of this in Texas, but it sounds like the listener consulted a knowledgeable lawyer, and I'm reasonably confident that her family has the protection they need. I would guesstimate that roughly half the states have the availability to obtain these parentage judgments, and the remaining states of second parent adoption is recommended. New York does not yet have the abil- availability to do parentage judgments. These parentage judgments should be recognized in all 50 states the same way an adoption would be recognized, but it may not be recognized outside of the United States, because this is a uniquely American concept. The country a family is traveling to or moving to does not recognize the parentage judgment that might complicate their situation. The judgment may not be enough to obtain citizenship in a non-bio parent's home country, A second parent adoption may be required in that instance. Families should meet with a lawyer knowledgeable about LGBTQ family law to make a decision about what they need to do to protect themselves. Finally, New York has legislation pending that would make parentage judgments available here, too. You can find the Protecting Modern Families Coalition, which is working to change the law, on the web at modernfamiliescoalition.com. If you live in New York, please write or call your elected officials and ask them to support the Child Parent Security Act. The session ends in late June, so now is the time to reach out.
1: Oh, my God. What would we do without Brian Esser? I don't know. I mean, you know, he's helping me. So, yeah, I mean, but I think that's really great advice, right? It's just it's important to just make sure you're securing your parental rights. And if you have plans to live internationally, you want to keep that in mind about what Mm -hmm. path you choose.
0: Right. Um, It's just nice to know that there's options. To, yeah. s- to secure their rights, right? And it's great that she wrote in and, yeah. you know, sent us the voicemail about how her path and thank you. Thank yeah. you, Jessica, for that. And, uh, you know, it might help somebody out there. All <laughs> right. So
1: guys, come see us live yes. at, on June 10th. It's your gift to yourself. We're at the <laughs> Green Space. For pride. WNYC. And you can go through ovariestalk.com to get tickets. You can get them there. Please come see us.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, there's like a button that they can press, right? On the website. <laughs> there's in, indeed a button. I'm just talking you guys through it at home. Okay. <laughs> see, guys, she <laughs> just said, push the button.
1: <laughs> click, um, click the link. Also, you know, you can hit us up. As Judy Gold said, clink. She was trying to say, click the link. And she said, clink. Link. And then she coined a new word. Oh, really? Judy Gold. Um, all oh, right. Judy, our BFF. Where can people get us, Jamie? Well, they can get us on the email.
0: <laughs> ovaries talk at gmail.com um they can get it on facebook if these ovaries could talk instagram ovaries underscore talk and at the uh well known twitter <laughs> just pop on over to uh ovaries talk ovaries talk i don't even know what that oh was oh god bye. we're tired all right well
1: <laughs> eggs exhaustion eggs. ovaries ovaries
2: out, out. If uh, uh, ovaries could talk I would say... Eggs ovaries out!